Okay, we can we can just do a pod. Let's do a pod. Let's pod a cast because this is like the first time we've ever done this. I mean, it's not like we have don't have experience or anything. I mean, here we are podcasting. No, you're you're, you're a professional podcaster. I'm a professional who's been monkeying with his systems, and there's certain things in this world that are probably should not be messed with a lot, and one of them is recording equipment when you don't really have any audio engineering background at all yeah never never touch the setup ever mine hasn't moved for three years <laughs> yeah oh, no i know i'm right with you on that one i mean i i usually get you know get the dials like i had them right where i wanted them for years and i never touched them even a sec for you know half a second and now i bought this new sound devices mix pre 3 2 which is quite a mouthful and it's pretty cool, but you know, there's a little bit of a getting familiar period that you got to deal with when you get something new like this. So, I we started recording, and I did not hear you, and that's because actually I screwed up. It's my own fault. It was human error, as they say, and it was human error that was based on the fact that I was, um, I was screwing around in audio hijack, and I deleted some blocks that made sound go to my headphones which you know sound to your headphones is a good thing to have when you're recording your podcast. It's, it's definitely useful to be able to hear me as well yeah you just went away so i could hear myself yeah well but i'm here monologues now. monologues on a two-person podcast don't work that well no well I, i'm here now and i'm here to tell you the uh you remember the kfc crocs yes you you can buy them now well, oh, I don't know if you're actually... Good. I think, actually, they went on sale yesterday. They're probably sold out now. I should have looked. Do you know how much they cost? They were $60, which I don't think is... I don't know what Crocs cost normally, but that doesn't seem that I bad. I, I guess I don't know how much they cost either. However, for hunks of plastic sitting on your feet, I'm not so sure that $60 is worth the price. However, not only do they look like buckets of chicken... I have read that they smell like chicken, too. I mean, is, that's what you want. I, I was thinking well, to myself yeah. today, why don't my shoes smell of a food? That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's perfect for a hot summer day. You know, Crocs are kind of that sort of shoe. They're they're kind of like a sandal. So you throw those on. You know, your feet get a little hot and sweaty. You, know, you take off your shoes, and you're, you're wondering why you're so hungry. It's because your feet now smell like fried chicken. Exactly. Um, I would not. I would not suggest getting these if you have like a large dog that likes things like chicken, because you never know. Dog might, you know, you couldn't really blame the dog if he came over and started gnawing on your feet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is a bit of a hazard for these. Um, you know, three dollars is going towards a charity of some kind, the KFC Foundation. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but <laughs> you know, so you get you get some home shoes for flightless you, birds or something like that. Right, like you're getting some shoes that you're never going to want to wear. And you know, but you're also giving some money, so it's you're, it's not so bad. Yeah, well, see that 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 might be that might tip the balance for me right there. I mean, I'll I can feel good about myself while I'm wearing my KFC shoes. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, now, now, Rob, is, to those little chicken wings on the toes of these shoes, are those real? Do, I mean, are those part of the shoes, or is that just part of the the marketing? I've never quite decided if that was really part of the shoe or not yeah because we i feel like we had this conversation when, when they originally showed these whenever it was like last year or something we did and i was convinced that it was part of the shoe i think 
yeah, and I think I'd looked at it and thought it wasn't, but now I'm seeing this picture, I think they are part of the shoe, because this is yeah. like, it's a different picture to last time, but it's still what like the it? chicken is still there. So I, I think, yeah, this is part of the shoe. You you dug into the Ruminate archives and and found the original picture. I, I'm very impressed with your 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 work ethic. Yes, I will. I'll link the other episode in the in the show notes um, and try and find the original link if I can. Well, the reason I mean, the, here's the thing: it's like you, you've probably seen you've seen fake food. You know, you go to some display in a store or something back when you know people would go to stores, and you'll see some fake food. This very this definitely looks like fake food to me. This looks like plastic fried chicken not not like real fried chicken yeah this is the kind of thing they've got like on display at ikea you know underneath the sort of the the weird xboxes and and playstations that they have that don't actually have the branding on but they look exactly like what they're supposed to right they're just they're just like these like lightweight plastic shells that sit on a on a shelf or something near the tv right exactly all right well hmm. okay well look I don't know. For science, maybe this is something that one of us needs to own. You know, you're right. $60 is not a huge investment. I mean, it would probably be the biggest investment we've ever made monetarily for Ruminate. So there is that. (laughs) There is that. That's like, you know, what, two years worth of hosting fees. Right, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, people want to know how, how, just how smelly are the, the smelly chicken shoes. (laughs) <laughs> I will look into it, Rob. I've got it's on my list. It's it's in OmniFocus now, and I will do my weekly review. You know, I don't do that stuff. Just so you know, just for the record, I don't do that. I don't I don't buy into that whole GTD stuff. No, no, uh, my, my GTD system my is just doing the things I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, the problem is that doesn't sell books, Rob. <laughs> no, it just, no, it wouldn't be a very. Yeah, it would. It, my whole book would just be: Do you have things to do? You should do them. <laughs> so you start start with the first thing you need to do, then move on to the second thing, and so on and so forth. Yes, it's like it's like one paragraph. Rob on Rob on GTD. Just do it. Just do it. After all, <laughs> anyway. All right. So that's that's GTD right there. Productivity one hundred and one. We have video game news because Xbox had their event, and I know you watched it. I I was telling you before we started that I started watching this. It was I let's see. I think it was like it was middle, late last week, and it was like middle of the morning my time. And I turned it on a few minutes late, and I saw scenes of Halo, and I immediately thought, "Well, that doesn't look any better than an Xbox 360." And then something happened I had to deal with for Mac stories. And so I, I stopped the stream and I never went back to it. So tell me that there was something better than what I saw of Halo. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't actually watch the event live. I just went through and watched all the trailers and stuff. Um, oh, well, that's probably smart. Those things tend to be a little long and you have to go through all the fluff too, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there's there's Fable, which I think people are excited about. It's not something I've ever played, so I don't really care. Um, mm-hmm. but that, that seems to be a big one that people are excited about. Hellblade 2. I still haven't played Hellblade, so you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad That's there's a sequel, kind of but I'm I, I'm yeah. not that excited yet. Um, and then you know, there's another Forza game, which you know, which you would expect. You know, you expect both consoles to have a new racing game to, yep, you know show off i guess what the console can do um i'm just looking through this list 
and there just was nothing that interesting at all, to be honest. Yeah, it didn't, you know, it's not the kind of, it wasn't the kind of event, and, and I mean, I didn't watch most of it, but having kind of followed the headlines and things afterwards, it wasn't the kind of thing that got me excited and, and wanting to buy an Xbox by any stretch. No, I think, and you know, it's fine. These consoles aren't really out yet, and I think right. if I step back and look at the PlayStation event, sort of, you know, now we're whatever, four weeks five weeks after you know there's really only a couple of games i actually care about that came out of that event but i think i don't know maybe it was just the way the event was put together because i actually watched it live but everything just felt a bit more exciting and like you know we've got a new console and look what it can do like whereas the xbox one just felt like oh we've got some more games you like games here's some more of them (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I, I guess Xbox kind of got out in front of the news with the console for a while at, at the beginning. And maybe it was just a little too early and everybody's a little bored with it and they haven't really been able to keep, the, keep up the pace. I do kind of wonder when we're going to get the rest of the details, when the rest of the story finally comes out for all these, for both of these consoles and, and the games because... You know, before long, we're going to be heading into the holiday season, which presumably they both come out sometime around, I don't know, late October, early November, so that people can buy them for the holidays. I'm very curious about the pricing. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty expensive proposition that's going to probably prevent a lot of people, except diehard fans, from buying both. Oh, yeah. I mean, even. You know, I I could, I had both this generation and the last generation, like before that, as you know, and I, I I'm just not sure I'm going to do it this time because I, I I haven't I haven't seen anything that exciting from the I mean, you know, they they sort of tout all the teraflops and computers they've got inside it. I don't know, right. you know, it's really fast, I guess. You know, same with the PlayStation. I don't really care. Just show me cool games, but like. You know, I'm not going to buy a console just on the basis that it's got some cool components in it that that do some things. Like in, until I see some cool games, it really doesn't matter how fast or how slow the the actual console itself is. Right. Yeah. It it always comes down to the games, and I think Sony's kind of got the lead there right now. But I do want to see more. I, I think it's one of. I mean, we have both systems for this generation too now, but we didn't have an Xbox for a very long time. It wasn't until, you know, basically the ex- the current gen Xbox was on its way out that we picked one up because you got some pretty good deals now. Um, and I I assume that that will be the case again eventually with the next generation one. But it usually takes a couple of years before that's really true. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I sort of, I look at my Xbox, you know, I've got my Xbox and I've got the games I've got for it and most of the games I have for a cross-platform, like I kind of just bought them for Xbox if they were the cheaper version compared to the PS4. There's only really two games, I think, that are exclusives, and that's Sunset Overdrive and Rare Replay. And Rare Replay is a bunch of old games that I've got a lot of anyway from other consoles. So, right. you know, the, I, I can't really look at you know the games that I've got and think, oh yeah, that was a good investment, because really I only got sort of access to two games out of it, you know, it, if you're only buying one console, I think it's different because obviously cross-platform, you just buy the one that you've got. But if you've got both, you, I feel like you need a few more exclusives to really make it worthwhile. 
Yeah, I, I think what finally tipped the balance for us and why we got the Xbox was that the it, they do have the advantage when it comes to those those subscription services that also cross over to the PC. And my son has a Windows gaming PC, and and I think that subscription. I mean, ninety percent of the use it gets is on the PC side. It's not on the Xbox side, but it's still nice to have the Xbox because there are, you know, with those. With those subscriptions, you get a lot of games that you can just download for as part of the subscription for no extra cost. I hesitate to say free because it's not free by any stretch. But uh, but yeah, so we've got those, and we bought a few other games. But for the most part, I mean, the, the reality is, I think in our household now, the Switch gets by far more use than anything else. I mean, we don't. I mean, other than the PC, which I don't play PC games, but my son does. Um, I really just play the Switch now, and lately that's been uh, it's been uh, Mario Paper, which is re- Mario Paper. I'm going to make you edit that. I'm going to make you edit that right. Oh, there, okay? <laughs> it's Paper okay. Mario. All right, Paper Mario is is pretty good. I've haven't played it a lot yet. I've been kind of busy lately, but it's it's just another one of those great Nintendo games that isn't super hard, but it's it's fun and there's a lot of you know it's it's very I find a lot of those games very relaxing. It's a little bit like Animal Crossing, but Animal Crossing there, there's so much grinding in Animal Crossing to get all the things <laughs> if you really become a collector. You know, Paper Mario, it's like ah, sit down on the couch, play for a half hour, play for an hour, and you know make a little progress. You know, the the controls aren't very hard. It's not like if you put it down for two weeks, you will forget where you were, what you were doing, or how to how to do X, Y, or Z. It's pretty pretty straightforward. So that that's a good game for the summertime, I think. I mean, I don't, I haven't been playing a, a ton of games lately, um, but when I do, that's um, the last. I guess it's been out for about ten days. It's been uh, it's been part Paper Mario. So yeah, I think Nintendo are very good. At, you know, obviously they make a big splash when it's a Zelda game or a Pokemon game or something, but they can just sort of sit there and they, they almost quietly just release these games and all of a sudden you look at the Switch and you go, oh my God, there's like 20 or 30 incredible games on this console that like you can only play on the Switch. Yeah, and I I, I went back the other, you know, I actually, we got a, um, we got a Switch Lite and, and it was really Animal Crossing that caused this because my son really wanted to play and they've got those stupid restrictions that I just, I mean, it's just awful the way that works. And and this is like the part of Nintendo that I can't stand was that we ended up making his Switch Lite the primary, which means that if he's not on the network, he can use it. And since it's the Switch Lite and it's portable, that seemed to make the most sense. And then right. the one that we already had, the original Switch, became the one that you know has to check if you're connected to the internet before you can play a game. Which I just every time it does a check, it makes me an, it it annoys me because I feel yeah. like I'm being you know I don't know I'm being judged somehow by Nintendo, but um, but yeah I mean I was going in that process I had to then because it was no longer the primary switch I put in a new micro SD card I got like a 400 gigabyte one for really cheap and started moving the moving you know redownloading some games. And realized uh, there were some games early on that I bought with, that I bought because the Switch was new and there weren't as many games that I wouldn't buy now. Mm-hmm. But by and large, there are a lot of good games, and I, you know, I still have games like 
I don't know, the Yoshi game and Mr. Toad that I, I really should just play more of. Uh, and, and I never really got that far into because I was doing something else. And, and I've got plenty of games to play through to, to get me through uh, being stuck at home in America for the next, I don't know how many more years we will be stuck at home. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my Switch, Rob. Nice, nice. And and I guess finally in, our, in the rest of our game news, the analog analog pocket is finally up for pre-order i mean it's not coming out till next year yeah so this was funny because well it's not funny really a lot of people are very upset because originally they said it was coming out this year and then they teased that there was going to be something happening on uh i guess it was earlier this week and when that came that day came all it was was oh pre-orders are up are open on august 3rd it's like okay so you had an announcement about a pre-order of a thing that you've now delayed to like mid 2021 i think it's may 2021 so it's a long way off now still looks amazing there's more details uh they've changed the design of the dock a little bit the one that connects via hdmi to a tv Uh the resolution is really high on the screen they have all these modes so you can emulate kind of the original screens of the games that you're playing, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, that sort of thing. And, you know, so that was all announced and it looks, I think it looks fantastic. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to order one or not, though. I mean, the reality is it's a beautiful piece of hardware and I almost just want one because it's, it looks so nice. It's got that... I don't know. I mean, it's the best design product I've seen other than like something that Apple's made. And it's probably, it's better than most Apple products in terms of its looks, I think. I mean, it's really a nice piece of hardware. But, oh, yeah. you know, it's not an emulator. You have to put in original cartridges. So you have to f- find cartridges and find cartridges that still work or replace the batteries in cartridges sometimes because those Game Boy games are pretty old now, you know, from the 90s or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm very tempted to get it, but it it would be definitely an extravagance given that I really don't have that many games lying around and it would require me then to kind of like start digging back into eBay. I was I was in the process of trying to collect up a bunch of classic Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games and Game Boy Color games in March when the whole pandemic started. And at the time it seemed like a really bad idea to have people's old games shipped to me to my house. So I stopped that cold and it cured me of it for a while, but now I'm starting to think about it again. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like this, it, I th- I'm sure, I mean, we've spoken about this probably two or three times now, I think, but like, yeah, as you say, it is a beautiful piece of hardware, but I can't justify, I mean, you know, I would get, um, I'd probably get customs charges as well on top of that $200. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, two hundred dollars seems like a pretty fair price. I think, kind of, for something with such ni- that that's just such a nice piece of hardware. I guess. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, I, I certainly I don't think it's overpriced, but I think for me, like to spend two hundred dollars on this to play the the one Game Boy game that I've got, which is a copy of Pokemon Yellow. Um, right. Oh, I've got that too. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. And, you know, if you want the dock, I think the dock is another hundred. And uh, yeah, you know, it's 
it is kind of an extravagance in that sense. It's like, well, I mean, it's a, it just seems like a really nice way to play your old games that are lying around. But, if, you know, some of those games actually are fairly expensive on eBay these days. If you want to get into the classic Pokemon games or, you know, some of the first-party stuff from Nintendo, a lot of those games go for pretty high prices online these days. And you have to be careful because there are a lot of knockoffs and you know fakes out there and uh there are a lot with with dead batteries where you you get the game and you can't save because the battery doesn't work so you have to then dissect you know the cartridge and and the batteries are soldered on so you have to like uh there are kits you can get on amazon of course that it doesn't look that difficult but you do have to kind of take out a little tiny screw with a special screwdriver and then deal with the battery and then put it all back together and it's it's a little bit of a bit of a process but i don't know i mean it just it strikes me as the kind of thing that'd be kind of fun to tinker with oh yeah for sure i just it it, it is a lot of effort and it's a lot of money you know like like you say it's 200 dollars for the for the thing but then the games on top of that if you've got to mess about with batteries and trying to get right. the games it's 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 a it's an absolute minefield out there but um yeah it has a micro sd slot and i know that you were hoping that that might be for em- that that might work with emulation but i do think that that's probably for the, it has an onboard like uh synthesizer program for making for making music and i bet that that's probably for saving out to you know locally to an sd card yeah you're you're probably right i, I mean Let's see when somebody's got their hands on one if they manage to make it run ROMs because then we'd be talking. Uh. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, yeah, I think I mean, it had been a few weeks, and then we sort of we waited for the for the Xbox event because that was and that was really disappointing. So we probably didn't. <laughs> it need was. To. <laughs> we, we we probably didn't need to wait for that, but but it, it the, the you know we had the pocket as a result, so that's good. Yeah, and the KFC Crocs as well. So, oh yes, that, there's nothing more important than the KFC Crocs in my book. Do you know what? I am gonna. Ch- I wonder. I wonder if anybody's got any on eBay already because they went on sale yesterday. Oh, so I am going. You should send me the link because KFC I think I... Crocs. They. Oh my heavens! They what? Where's the sold listings? They're selling for about two hundred dollars. Oh no, <laughs> we missed our opportunity to become like uh, I don't know, rich Crocs resellers. And and you are absolutely right. The chicken on the front it is actually part of the shoe. There you go. See, uh, that's yeah. This particular pair sold for two hundred and ten dollars. Oh man, uh, I well. You and I should have been online buying our Crocs yesterday. That's all wow. I know. We've really missed. I don't the know what there, I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was doing or what I was thinking, but I certainly wasn't thinking about chicken flavored Crocs. Nice. Yeah, the cheapest you can buy a pair right now is about two hundred dollars. Do you think they taste? Do you think they taste like chicken too, Rob? I definitely have to lick them and find out. <laughs> you have to lick, I would lick your shoes. You know, that's that's a that's a normal thing. That's a normal thing people do. Well, we all licked our switch cartridges to see how bad the taste was. So yeah, we kind of did, didn't we? <laughs> I'll admit it, I I did. <laughs> oh, it was really dear. bad. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was just a bunch of adults just licking cartridges to see. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. 
Oh dear. Oh man. Well, anyway, um, on that note, I am going on holiday tomorrow. Oh, so good. This has been a, a nice, nice end to my to my very short work week. Oh, very um, good. And say hello to the Queen for me, will you? Oh, I will, of course. Yeah, yeah, she'll be there. Um, who else will be there? I figured she was one of the uh, honored guests. Oh, of course. Always. The Queen goes on everyone's holiday. Just She turns up and <laughs> says hello. <laughs> turns up on the beach, says hi. Right, exactly. All right, well, you know, like I said, enjoy, enjoy uh, the beach and enjoy uh, hanging out with the Queen. Oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> and, all right, uh, yeah, talk to you right. later. Speak to you later. Bye.